Fuckical! Fucking embarrassing! Fucking embarrassing! Fucking embarrassing! Fucking embarrassing! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy, coming to you live from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Find me on Twitter, at RoyDog underscore 13. It's R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. And the doghouse is starting a little late this week. Oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell could go wrong? Oh, I don't know. Consistent weather changes, which fucks up my, uh, my, uh, my system. Just constant fucking headaches and just fogginess. Couldn't get anything focused. Tried to pound through it as much as possible, but being a truck driver, you try to get some sleep. <clears throat> so, you know, I don't crash an 18 wheeler into the side of a fucking bridge. Um, <laughs> and that uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday night, it just had just. The most ridiculous amount of rain uh, for two days. It was about ten and a half inches of rain, I guess, uh, that we had gotten. So what did that do? Made everybody's basement flood. Didn't matter who you were. Uh, pretty much everybody got at least something for water. And then uh, there's the embarrassing, my dog takes a shit on the floor. And I stepped in it. So that was kind of the coup de gras uh, for the week. But it is Saturday, 14th of September. We have one day to get this shit right. So without further ado, we're going to get going here. <clears throat> Start running through the slate. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, let's start with uh, Carolina and Tampa. Let's kind of go over an overview on there. A uh, couple of real fucking embarrassing teams. Uh, here, especially Carolina, two straight losses at home uh, to open the season. So pretty much they better get their shit together. Otherwise, they are f completely fucked for the rest of the year. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sad about it. Not too sad about it. Go fuck yourself, Ron Rivera. Go fuck yourself, Cam Newton. You Medea-looking motherfucker. Holy shit. What a shit show. Uh, first game that I got coming up here is San Francisco at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is point and a half favorite. Uh, 46 over under. Uh, there's a lot of talk again about this game. San Francisco and Tampa Bay was one of the higher owned games. 
last week. So, of course, now everybody's looking um, after that failure. They're, they're still looking here at Cincinnati uh, against San Francisco. Yes, I do agree that uh, San Francisco's defense is nowhere near what what it was uh, last week. That was all just basically a product of uh, Jameis Winston. Um, there was a lot of touchdowns called back, so that game could have gotten a little bit higher than than what it ended up being. But I still that line's pretty good at forty six. Just don't know if it's going to completely get there. Now, Cincinnati did show that they are possibly going to be more of a passing team, which kind of makes sense when you think about it because their offensive line just sucks a bag of dicks. But um, do I fully buy into it is the real question. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm still not going to be sitting on until he can really, really prove it. Um, I don't really have an interest, at least in DFS and seasonal. Yes, I would probably consider Matt Breida or Raheem Mostert against the Cincinnati defensive line, Um, but I'm going to pass in DFS. Uh, I'm also going to not buy into the Richie James uh, thing from last week against Seattle. Uh, or let alone any of the other wide receivers. Now, the Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor are going to be out this week. Tevin Coleman, of course, at running back is going to be out. Um, so it does open up a little bit as far as targets. But the main guy that I'm probably going to look at again um, for this week is going to be George Kittle, if anybody, out of this game at tight end. Now, whether or not I'm actually going to use him is going to be another another thing. So I will insert George Kittle in the tight end area to take a look at. Uh, on the other side, there's a lot of love for Andy Dalton again. Um, well, not again, but this week, based off of last week, um, on whether or not he's going to come close to what he did last week is one thing. The next thing is whether or not we like the price um, of him. Now he is, say, on the two mains, uh, which would be FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, you're looking at a $7,100 price tag. That's number, QB number 20 on FanDuel. And then on DraftKings, he's 5400 at uh, QB 19. Uh, that is actually pretty good savings. So we have to consider him. Um I wouldn't consider him if he was any higher than that. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to fully buy into it. it this could be uh, a really big trap. Um, but they are at home in their home opener. But the Bengals have shown before they, they'll blow any game, whether it's on the road or at home. But, I, but they were pretty positive as far as last week. Um, I am going to go ahead and insert Giovanni Bernard for right now, just because we don't know if Joe Mixon's going to be in or out. Um, if Joe Mixon is out, that definitely makes Bernard 
uh, somebody who is in play because we are going to get incredible savings. Uh, 5,700 at the most on FanDuel, which is 30, 34th highest, and then 5,300 on DK, which is going to be your 24th highest. So I don't really, really like that price, actually, on DK so much, but if you consider the FanDuel price, that's great. Uh, Yahoo, he is actually 36th highest at uh, $14. That's $4 above minimum, um, so that's definitely a cost savings there. Uh, and then Fancy Draft, he's just under 10K for the 27th highest, so um, he's definitely an option. Uh, if you're looking for somebody to pair with Dalton, if we decide to go that route, uh, I would look at Tyler Boyd. He is going to be playing out of the slot. He's going to be going against Williams, who is a fucking dog shit uh, as far as a, uh, a DB is concerned. Uh, so that really interests me. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to hop on the John Ross train. Uh, I just don't know if I'm going to be one of those guys that are going to do it. Um, Damian Willis is still in play. It's a real cost of savings here. Um, and to be completely honest, I should probably insert all three and then take a look here. Um, like I said, I'm... <laughs> I'm not fully sold on John Ross, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to pull his ass out of here um, just for the fact that John Ross has not proven at all that um, over the over the years that he is anything more than just, you know, an option outside of A.J. Green and not really somebody that I care to use on a day-to-day -day basis. He'll have Richard Sherman on him. Will will actually have Witherspoon on him, which I kind of like a little bit more. But from the sounds of it, really, it sounds like a lot of people are going to try and get that upside again with John Ross, and they're completely forgetting about Tyler Boyd. So we might actually get some uh, uh, ownership, uh, lower ownership on Boyd versus uh, John Ross, which is ridiculous. Moving on, we have Chargers coming across uh, to the Midwest. They're going to be facing the Detroit Lions. Now, Los Angeles Chargers are still a two-point favorite on the road, 47.5 uh, over under. I do not like this game at all, um, at least from the Chargers' side. Everybody's going to be hopping on Eckler. I get it, and especially with the fact that Mike Williams might not play uh, Hunter Henry is already out. I get it. Um, you're probably going to be looking at a little bit more targets and stuff, but I still believe in this defense uh, for the Detroit Lions. So I'm not really going to be willing, in my opinion, I'm not going to be willing to pay uh, the eighth highest running back cost um, to put him in the lineup. There's no way he has that same game that he had last week. And I know what David Johnson did last week. Um, you know, come from behind effort uh, to tie that game for the Cardinals. But Austin Eckler is not David Johnson. Okay? We need to get this shit out of our heads that Austin Eckler is the fucking bee's knees and is always in play because he's not. Okay? The Chargers offensive line is not that good. It's about as bad as Arizona Cardinals. They are going to try and run it, 
which means this game should stay relatively close. Um, and I never give up on Philip Rivers, but uh, it's just not somewhere I want to be. And I mean, you're looking at Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, which I get. Um, Yahoo, I kind of like Keenan Allen at $24. He's the 13th highest um, wide receiver. Everywhere else, he's in the he's in the top nine. Um, and then there is value with Dontrell Inman and Travis Benjamin should Mike Williams sit. Uh, but I do not like the matchup whatsoever. So just be careful if you're going to use Eckler. I do like him on DK because uh, he is the 17th highest versus where he's in the top 10 on every other site. So um, from a price point, I might consider him on DK, but I'm not really sold on him. Other side of the ball, uh, we did see what Indy could do versus this Chargers defense. So I'm not out on Matthew Stafford, but I don't know if I can consider him outside of GPPs. Um, so I'm going to do insert Matthew Stafford here. I want to consider him. Um, Carry on Johnson is definitely 100% in play. Um, I think the plan last week with the offense against the Arizona Cardinals was to attack him through the air, do something a little bit different as Arizona was probably expecting them to do nothing but uh, sit on the ball and run all day, which, you know, pulled the shit out of me too. But um, definitely I'm not – I'm thinking they get back to what they wanted to do um, for the season, and that puts carry on right in as one of my top options for cash um, to consider. I also like Kenny Galladay. Uh, specifically on Yahoo, where he is $16, so $6 above minimum price, uh, 42nd highest uh, wide receiver. Everywhere else, he is 25th on FanDuel, 20th on Fantasy Draft, and 17th on DraftKings. So you're getting a considerable amount of savings on Kenny Galladay, so I do like him there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is also in play. I don't know how much I really care to use him because he's going to be chalky as fuck. Um, but maybe not so much as we'll you'll find out later. But because um, there's another guy that's going to be even higher than him. Um, but he's got outside <coughs> outside of three of the sites. DK he's actually priced really really well. They didn't fix it. He's still three K. And he is the 25th highest tight end everywhere else. He's in the top 10. So uh, if you're looking for savings, I definitely don't hate it uh, going there. Uh, all right. So we move on to Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay is a three-point favorite, 43 over under. Wow. Um, I... Don't hate Dalvin Cook this week. 
He's sitting right about where he was price-wise, maybe just a shade higher than last week. Um, and I am gonna, I, I'm gonna give Green Bay's defense a little bit of respect, but I'm not 100% sold on it. Um, I think last week was a little bit more of a product of Trubisky just sucking a bag and not being able to move that offense versus uh, the Packers completely rectifying their defense. So I kind of like Dalvin Cook because I think everybody's going to get away from here. But he's going to be heavily involved in this game. Um, So it still kind of leaves him in play for me. But I'm not certain I'm going to 100% love this. I think I kind of like the Kirk Cousins way a little bit more going through the air. Um, Packers defense generally at the beginning of the season is really, really good against a run until they get injuries. Now they do have Oren Burke out at linebacker, which gives me some interest up through the middle. I just don't know if I can sell myself on it. I am inserting Kirk Cousins in here. Uh, the 10 pass attempts last week is completely a, based on what they had to do in that game. So um, that's going to have a positive regression in there. And with him sitting somewhere, mostly on all the sites around the 20th highest uh, price quarterback, I kind of have some interest in there. Um, if I use him... I, I, I would take the shot on Diggs. Now, I do, but I can't fully ignore Adam Thielen based on um, his history against the Green Bay Packers. He just destroys this team. So he's definitely he's in play for right now. Whether or not he makes it into the actual list is another thing, but um, definitely, I, I, I wouldn't hate you for it, to be honest with you. Uh, Chad BB, I'm not going to do unless I need something cheap, um, and I'm not going to focus on any of the tight ends. Defense, I'd never... I never really fully buy the defense against the Green Bay Packers because Rodgers doesn't typically throw interceptions. Um, You could look at, say, Aaron Jones does sometimes have a fumbling issue, so I wouldn't hate you there. Um, But then when we look on the other side, uh, Devontae Adams had just a terrible, terrible game against the Chicago Bears, and that could be a product of the offense. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are probably going to hop on the Aaron Jones train and try to do something here. But I, even even with his past injury history, I still consider Devontae Freeman a better running back than Aaron Jones. I do like Jones. Uh, he is cheap. Um, but if Freeman, 
preeminent company in Atlanta really couldn't do anything against Minnesota, I'm not going to uh, trust any running back coming out of Green Bay. Defense. Mm. Mm. Cousins is known to throw interceptions, but uh, I'm not really high on the Green Bay defense this week. Although they are pretty damn cheap. They are, I will tell you, they are cheap, though, on Yahoo. They're uh, $12, which is 22nd highest. Um, and that's a hell of a savings there. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Now, Tennessee three-point favorite, 43.5 over under. Uh, what are we going to do here? India actually looked really, really good last week. Um, if Vinatieri didn't look like Mike Vanderjack, um, they would have won that game in San Diego, which really kind of pisses me off. Uh, do have a little bit of interest in Marlon Mack as this game should stay relatively close. Um, but I'm going to err on the side of caution just on the fact that I think it's going to be kind of like a Nick Chubb type deal where um, I don't think they're going to really get anything going. Now, Nick Chubb was affected by the fact that the game flow completely went to the passing offense, but um, that front four is really, really good, and it's very underrated for Tennessee, so I'm not really going to look there. Um Boy, oh boy. This game is probably going to be a little bit higher than that 43.5. I just don't know if I can pull the trigger on uh, Jacoby Brissett this week. He has had decent games against Tennessee, but nothing extremely breakout. Now, if you wanted to, if you wanted to look at uh, the wide receivers, um... T.Y., he did have, he, he still threw the T.Y. Hilton, man. He still had that little bit of a connection in there, and I really kind of like that. Um, T.Y. Hilton's in play. He's got a Dory Jackson facing him. I just don't know if I can trust Deion Cannon, Paris Campbell against Butler and Logan Ryan. Um, that Devin Funches injury last week, that really hurts them um, from the fact of we don't really have any idea who he's going to throw to now outside of T.Y. Hilton. So Hilton's in play. I, I don't know if I'm going to actually insert him in here um, based on the fact that, you know, I don't really care much for this game. Um, Colts defense, I guess, could be in play because they are cheap. And Mariota, you know, has had his issues from time to time. So I'm going to pull Indy's defense, although I don't really care much for it, just because I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Uh, why did why why did this happen? Uh, no, no. What are we doing here? Delete. I do not take my defense. Sorry. I guess my week is just going to continue to have fucking issues. Um, and that's Derrick Henry. Uh, he is obviously the focal point of this offense. Now, he did rip off a really long catch and run 
last week, which really helped him out. Um, but Derrick Henry is a stud, man. I, and I told you I liked him. I don't know why anybody would doubt me on this. Usually you can find the really good running backs for you. Um, wide receivers are going to stay away from. I'm not trusting A.J. Brown whatsoever. He's going against Rocky Sin, um, which is just a cool-ass name. Um, I also kind of like Delaney Walker, um, if anything, just because he, he's relatively cheap um, on DK and Fantasy Draft. And that is Marcus Mariota's boo. So I definitely want to put him in in here. If I can get my fingers to work. Um, yeah, so he's he's an option. I don't know if he's going to make it. Uh, Tennessee Titans defense. Will, uh, will Indy make a mistake? Will Brissett make a mistake? It's rather high for that defense, so I'm going to pass on him for right now. Uh, now we have a big game moving on to New England at Miami. New England is a minus 19 favorite. Uh, 48 and a half over under. What is there to say about Miami? I mean, it's just... Oh, God, it's just a complete shit show. Just a complete shit show. Now, I do kind of have some interest in Preston Williams for Miami, uh, just because he is dirt cheap in a game that Ryan Fitzpatrick's probably going to have to really just keep throwing and throwing and throwing. Um, and he does make for a nice kind of fill-in if he needs some savings. So I'm going to include Preston Wilson or Williams of the Miami Dolphins. This is completely a cost-saving guy. He'll be involved with your uh, cash game plays. But now we need to think about what's going to happen here. So... Tom Brady historically has not had a good history down in Miami. Um, they've won the games, but the problem is, is that he really hasn't performed up to the levels of what you need to cash in your lineups as far as like the 2.5x on FanDuel and the 3x on DraftKings. So it really is probably a come-down-to-earth spot for Tom Brady. I don't hate him, um, but I don't really, I don't like him at all this week. Just for the plain simple fact that New England really should be running the ball. The problem is, do we want to get mixed up in this fucking backfield? Because it's, it's obvious that it's obvious that Sony Michelle should be the guy, right? But then Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead gets involved, um, so it fucks up our whole our whole day. But um, 
Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't know. Michelle should be the guy. And maybe they were waiting to get a better opponent and let him get... uh, just so they they can give him a little bit of confidence coming off knee surgery this offseason. I mean, we heard nothing but good things, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna insert Sonny Michelle. I don't know if I'm gonna put him in. I just don't know. Uh, I do have interest in the wide receivers since they are in really good matchups. Um, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. The problem is, is like what I said. With Tom Brady, though, it's everything is predicated on Tom Brady on whether or not these guys are going to make any type of value whatsoever. Um, I think if you just don't want to believe that Tom Brady is going to regress, then you can go with the wide receivers here. Uh, we do actually have some pretty good prices. Antonio Brown's actually only 7,000 on DK, it's 13th highest. So if you want a GPP play, that's probably the way to go because it sounds like everybody's pulling away. Josh Gordon, I have a lot of interest because it's going against Eric Rowe. Um, he might actually be about the only guy I'm really interested in. Julian Edelman is actually a really good price on Yahoo. He's only $19. He's the 31st highest wide receiver. He's a little bit costly on the other ones. Um, but I'm going to pick Sony Michelle, and I'm going to go ahead and put in Josh Gordon here. Alright, so yeah, that's where we're going to be here. Next game, Buffalo, minus two favorite against the New York Giants in New York Meadowlands again. Uh, 44 and a half over under. A lot of talk here about Josh Allen, and I don't disagree. Um, I really like the, not only the passing, but the, you know, quarterback that can run against this team. I don't think Buffalo's going to mess this up, and we're going to end up um, having a 2-0 Buffalo team, which would be fucking amazing. Uh, running backs, I'm not going to buy into Devin Singletary whatsoever. Um because I do believe you're going to see a lot. You're going to see a bit of Frank Gore in this game, um, and they're really going to take away from one another. Uh, a lot of people are getting off of John Brown for this week and shifting over to um, Zay Jones for the cost savings on here. I'm going to include both in here because I want to compare. John Brown may not make it. I do kind of like him. I There's a lot of people that believe in Janoris Jenkins, and I don't know why. He's an absolute fucking piece of shit. Um, he, this is not the same corner 
that came up with the Rams. Um, ever since he got to New York, he's kind of fallen apart, uh, both mentally and physically. So for right now, I'm going to include John Brown and Zay Jones because uh, I do kind of like both. Uh, Zay Jones is going to go against uh, Baker, and uh, I do kind of like I kind of like Beasley too. Um, it's kind of a cheap option uh, coming out of the slot, but I think if you're gonna if you're gonna try and go a little bit higher upside. Um, Say Jones costs less than Beasley, so that's kind of where I would go. I'd go with Say Jones before I go with Beasley and just try and get the upside, like how Michael Gallup took advantage of the situation last week. And that's where I would go. Um, still got to have a little bit of love for that Buffalo defense. So last week, I am a sucker for this. But um, I will say I only kind of really like them on Yahoo, um, where they are. They're pretty cheap over there. They're a little bit more costly on the other three sites, so it kind of pulls me away. Kind of pulls me away from them overall. Um, I don't know how I feel about Saquon. I'm going to be completely honest. Saquon is super talented. You'll never hear me not say that he's not talented. I did have some reservations coming into last season because he did have a little bit of issues uh, recognizing holes and stuff coming into the draft. A lot of people never saw it. Uh, but if he actually looked at the tape, it was it was pretty bad. He he's obviously gotten that corrected. Um, he is a little bit of hit or miss as far as <clears throat> uh, when he's running and hitting the holes. But that I think has more to do with uh, New York Giants offensive line than it really does with Barkley himself. Um, I I actually. Still really like Barkley, especially in a matchup where your wide receivers that are going to be out. Sterling Shepard, out. Golden Tate, suspended, so he's out. Cody Latimer, out. Darius Slayton, out. That leaves Benny Fowler, Russell Shepard, and Cody Cork as your wide receivers. So the only two games in town only two is Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram has been inserted in the tight ends. Uh, you'll notice you'll notice that New York Giants don't give up a lot of points to the tight end. Uh, but also remember that last week they played the New York Jets who do not have Chris Hearn in there. So they really, for right now, do not have a tight end whatsoever. Um the Jets are also through one game. They're the 16th, number 16 defense gets running back, allowing points of running back, uh, 20.2 on FanDuel, 23.2 on DraftKings. Uh, they also were playing from ahead, and Buffalo had to throw. 
and you're getting a lot of rushing from the quarterback. So if there's anything nobody's looking at, it's the fact that uh, Buffalo does. Oh my God, I fucked. I completely fucked that up. Um, <laughs> reverse. Delete. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo gives out the 16th most points. 20.2, 23.2. And so that's all based off of Le'Veon Bell in a bad offensive line. Uh, New York has a better offensive line, and definitely Barkley is better than Le'Veon Bell overall. Uh, better rusher, better pass receiver. Uh, so there, there really is a way that a way a way to success, a way to kind of get off. I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. I think everybody's going to go to Ingram. And I think they're still going to try and save money on running backs and your GPPs. I don't know if I can use Barkley in cash. GPPs, yes. Because um, he's always an option. So, sorry about the fuck-ups in there. Uh, Seattle at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is a four-point favorite, 47 over under. Over under. Um, I don't know if I trust any single option in here whatsoever for Seattle. I know what the Patriots did to the, to the Steelers, but I think the Steelers were caught off a little off kilter. You had Antonio Brown news come in like that day that he was going to go to the Patriots. So I think it just kind of threw everything off kilter and threw off their uh, mojo balance. So I'm not going to buy into last week's underperformance with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also cannot buy into Seattle coming into Pittsburgh. They will try and slow this game down, which means a lot of Chris Carson. Do I think Chris Carson can succeed? Yes. But I'm going to respect the Pittsburgh defense, and I'm going to move away from Seattle. I will tell you I do have a lot of love for Ben Roethlisberger. Because he's at home, coming off a terrible game. So this has to be the game where he comes back. I also kind of like a little bit of James Conner. Um, I don't think we saw the correct defense as far as... Um, how Seattle attacks a running back, considering the fact that Mixon got hurt and then you're asking Gio Bernard to come in. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with them allowing the fifth fewest points at 10 on FanDuel and 12 on DraftKings. Um, so I do like James Conner a little bit this week. Whether or not he makes it, of course, is another thing. Um, this could be the Juju Smith-Schuster game. Seattle is terrible in the secondary. 
and we got a glimpse of that last week. Now, I thought they would do a little bit better against the Cincinnati, but I did mention that I didn't like the secondary whatsoever. They do have a pretty good pass rush, though. But um, I think this is going to this is really going to bold well for Smith Schuster, Moncrief, who was targeted, uh, but he just couldn't hold on to the goddamn ball. He goes against Trey Flowers, and that is an excellent matchup. Him. And I kind of like, and I kind of like James Washington. Now I got to look at the James Washington price here. FanDuel and Yahoo, James Washington actually costs more than um, Dante Moncrief, but on DK and Fancy Draft, is actually cheaper. So I'm actually going to include him. I think I'm going to put that caveat in there. Then I kind of like it based on the price. Like, you're, like, on FanDuel, FanDuel and Yahoo, I'd probably prefer to have Moncrief, and then on DK and Fantasy Draft, I'd probably prefer to have Washington. Now, Washington's the guy with the bigger upside, so if you want to go for that, the high-flying touchdown, Washington's the guy that you want. Um, but I don't think you can argue against Moncrief. He was targeted, even though he did not... Um, succeed uh, because of drops just because Ben overall played bad I think uh, but I still think he's definitely in play uh, Vance McDonald also would be in play now I just gotta decide which guy I want <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh's defense yeah. there's another thing too you get Pittsburgh's defense at home and they're pretty cheap. I think it's a cost-effective maneuver. I don't mind it. If you don't buy into Pittsburgh offense, definitely take a look at their defense because it's really, really cheap. And even though I know Russell Wilson doesn't throw it typically a lot, um, there may be some upside for fumbles and such like that because... Seattle should be playing from way behind, which means that if they're going to want to get into it, they're going to have to throw and force Wilson ahead. Um, Wilson's also a guy that typically doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he is known to uh, do awkward things, throw off his back foot, uh, throw across his body, stuff like that. Ooh, now we got the Dallas Washington. Dallas and Washington. Ooh. Dallas comes in. Five and a half point favorite. Uh, 46 and a half over under. They are playing in the capital city or not. They're going to play in. It's Maryland, isn't it? Maryland side or Virginia? I don't know. Either way. FedEx Field is a fucking shithole. Um, there's going to be a lot of love for Dak Prescott this week. Um, considering the fact that um, what the Eagles did last week. But the Eagles also had to come from behind against Washington, and that's not what Dallas is going to have to do this week. Dallas should be playing from the front. So 
real question is whether or not, and they're going to have a huge advantage um, with the line, with the line play, the offensive line versus defensive line. So that will put Mr. Zeke Elliott on my list. But I may ultimately wait another week on him. Um, just to let him get more acclimated to the, you know, to the offense, gives legs underneath him. Um, Cooper, Gallup, and Cobb. All three have a good matchup. But if I'm not using press, if I'm not willing to use Prescott, I'm probably not willing to use any of these three. And I'm going to let it play out. Um, Jason Witten. Hmm. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. God, there's no upside to Jason Witten. There really isn't. Small guy. Yeah, I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy Jason Witten. I will buy the Dallas Cowboys defense, though. They're definitely play. But there's one thing that always bothers me. When Adrian Peterson gets the starting nod, and he's had a week to rest. If there's any guy that can probably keep this close, and I know he's old as fucking dirt, and I know he said that it didn't bother him that he was inactive last week, but I've heard that shit before. I've been fooled by that shit before. Adrian Peterson's in play. I think as a GPP option, but quite possibly for cash, just based off his price alone. I need to read this out. Okay, so he's 4,800 on FanDuel, which makes him number 62. Yahoo, he is $13, number 41. DraftKings, he's $3,400, 64. And on Fancy Draft, he's 8,000 which is good for 44. So, generally, at least in cash, if you can get a running back for that cheap and he's starting, even if it's not, like, the greatest matchup in the world, he's an option. And it's something that you have to consider, especially if you want to pay up with him. It's a wide receiver position. It's a tight end position. You have to save somewhere. So if you're telling me that I can't put Adrian Peterson in my flex to save some money, um, you don't know what you're fucking saying. He's in play. Whether or not you're going to want to use him or not is completely up to you. I'm going to put it in the write-up. It's up to you. Um... If you want to save a little bit of money and use him as a flex option, or since he's in the earlier game, if you want to put him in your running back and then use a flex for another running back, of course, um, I'm not going to hate you for it. Equally, you have to consider Vernon Davis here. 
He's not Evan Ingram. He doesn't have the upside of Evan Ingram. But did he look fucking good last week? Hurdling people, pushing people off to the side for a long touchdown. Dude's good. Dude still can play. Um, not my favorite tight end, but definitely a play with the price. Um, probably not on DK. I'd rather probably play Hawkinson over Vernon Davis. Um, but definitely an option. Uh, Arizona versus Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is a 13-point favorite. 46.5 over under. Um, boy. I'm not going to touch any of the Arizona Cardinals, but I will tell you this. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is being talked about all over the place. The only reason I'm not going to take him is because he's got Brandon Carr on Now, if he would have had Jimmy Smith, um, who got hurt, and now he's got, and then there's Everett, um, who's now going to start in his place, I would have probably said Larry Fitz. He's cheap. It's a game that they're going to have to pass. And quite possibly, I just talked to myself into it. It is Larry. When Kyler Murray needed a guy, there was only really one guy who showed up. As far as the wide receivers. And that was Larry Fitzgerald. So, god damn it. I got to consider him again. Yeah, I got to consider him again. He is a good, he is a hell of a value. Uh, 52nd on FanDuel, 38th on Yahoo, 46 on DraftKings, and 51 on Fantasy Drafts. So, uh, if you need some savings, uh, but you don't quite need to go all the way down, uh, he's definitely an option. Not my favorite. Um, but he's in play. Baltimore side. Well, depends if we're going to believe that Matt Stafford gave us kind of the blueprint on how to beat him or beat the Arizona Cardinals a little bit more through the air or not. He's an option, and I'll tell you why. Um, I don't think I can use Lamar Jackson on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Fantasy Draft. Uh, Yahoo, though, he is the 13th highest uh um, quarterback, he's in the top three on all of the three, so he's an option. But I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pay up, especially in cash. Maybe in GP, GPP I will, um, but that's only probably because I would get off of my next guy here, and that would be Mister Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is definitely in play. Now, he does carry a questionable tag, but he did practice on Friday, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, should be able to do what the Lions weren't really willing to do last week, which was run the ball. And I don't know why. If they just kind of overthought it or whatnot or tried to beat them at their own game. Baltimore's not going to do that. Baltimore's going to run, run, and run. So definitely puts him in play. 
I'm going to stay away from the wide receivers. Uh, Marquise Brown is carrying a questionable tag as well. He's expected to play, uh, but I'm not going to buy into last week's hype, uh, which is what we really need to, um, which is what we really need to stay away from because I think that's going to be a dead spot. Now I will uh, consider Mark Andrews at tight end, especially if you're going to do a Lamar Jackson pairing. I would probably prefer to go with the tight end versus um, uh, the wide receivers because uh, he does he does love Mark Andrews and he will go to Mark Andrews, but I'm not 100 percent on them. Uh, Baltimore's defense is really expensive, <clears throat> and. I worry a little bit because they are kind of nicked up. Um, but it is the home opener. They should have quite a bit of success against this team. I actually forgot to include New England's defense in this little thing. Especially since I need to put them right next to each other so I can see this. But, um, yeah, Baltimore's, Baltimore's defense is definitely in play. I just don't know if I'm going to pay all the way up for it. Um, but everybody knows how much I hate Arizona offense. So. Uh, next game, Jacksonville at Houston. Houston is a eight-and-a-half point favorite, 43-and-a-half over under. Um, so they are giving uh, Jacksonville defense – a lot of love uh, with that low of a total. I don't know if I'm going to buy into that. Now, we did see what Alvin Kamara did against this team. Which surprised me a little bit that it, it got that out of hand. Um, but it is Alvin Kamara. He's a special talent. Now, whether or not I can believe in Leonard Fournette is another thing. Gardner Minshew is going to be your starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars for the foreseeable future. Mr. Mustache. Mr. Pornstache. So they're going to rely a lot on Leonard Fournette to keep the other offense off the field. I'm not going to buy into anything on the wide receiver corner of the tight ends. I'm not buying Jacksonville's defense, even though they're cheap. I will consider Deshaun Watson after what we saw with Patrick Mahomes. The only thing is I need to figure out if this is a trap because this is point chasing and I don't know if I want to be in that boat. I'm not going to trust the running backs again to do Johnson Carlos Sider, although I would say if he had them, start him. I doubt you have any better options. Wide receivers. If you don't think I won't consider DeAndre Hopkins on this slate, you're out of your mind. Especially 
with the, if you're using Deshaun Watson, I think you have to have DeAndre Hopkins. Also not on the injured list, which is cool. Um, I'll consider. I I'd almost consider all the other guys as well. I'd consider Fuller. Um. Well, maybe I won't go past Fuller. I do. The, I do Hopkins and Fuller. Uh, I'm not going to go anywhere past that. But I do think it's in play. I would actually probably stack all three um, in a lineup. Uh, Fuller should actually. You'll see that. I think you're still going to see them kind of switch in and out. Um, at least Fuller to Kuti with the slot on the outside. But I believe in Fuller a lot more than I believe in Kiki Kuti. I've heard some Kiki Kuti talk this week, which is ridiculous. Um, Houston Texans defense is in play. Um... But I definitely, you know, of course, want to use them if you're using Fortnite. But yet again, we got to decide if we're going to use, if we're going to believe in Fortnite. The other thing is, too, is if you want this stack to really go off, you're really hoping that Minshew is going to actually um, be okay back there and it's going to keep the game close or at least put a little fire underneath Houston. Um, But I think, man, it's quite possible that Houston just blows the shit out of blows the shit out of them, uh, losing to the Saints on Monday. You could see a full-on assault, and then just wanting to beat the shit out of Jacksonville, take it out on them. So maybe you don't need to have Fournette, but it only makes sense to correlate it that way. I don't know. I have to think about it. Whew. Late Sunday games. There's only three late Sundays. Um, first one's Kansas City at Oakland. Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. 53.5 over under. This is the game that everybody wants to stack. Uh, Mahomes, always in play. Let's just, let's just say that. Let's just go ahead and do that, huh? Should we do that? Yeah, let's do that, guys. Let's do that, Patrick. Well, it's always in play. Um, generally, if you have the highest-priced quarterback, is generally not viable for cash. Um, I think this is a little bit different animal now. Um, I do still want to save money. Um, but I think... The way we've seen it over the last year and now this last game, Mahomes is probably about the safest guy for points on a week-in and week-out basis. So I will include him in cash, but it's whether or not you can construct a lineup to complement that. The problem is generally we want to pay up for running backs. We'll use you know, mid-tier wide receivers and then leave it open for getting a high-end tight end. You know, a guy that is guaranteed to get the looks um, in good matchups. So that's kind of the thing. I'll allow Patrick Mahomes in cash, but 
more often than not, unless you find a really good um, cheap option to put with him, like McCall Hardman right now is going to be that cheap option. So you can you, you can definitely put him together uh, with Mahomes, and that'll help you save some money on it. But you're probably going to have to find at least two really dirt cheap wide receivers, and that is a scary proposition. Um, Watkins is definitely in play, taking over the top spot. Um, Nicole Hardman is in play. Do not forget about the Marcus Robinson if you're making a GPP lineup. I'm not going to include him. Um, but he is he's dirt cheap on uh, DK and Fantasy Draft, whereas McCall Hardman's a little bit more cost-effective on uh, FanDuel. They're both mid-price on Yahoo, so uh, keep them in mind. I am not going to touch the RV situation in Kansas City at least for another week. If you're going to do anything, I'd probably go McCoy. McCoy and uh, 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 GPP, but I really don't like it. Not not when they're actually still splitting carries. Let's, let's get somebody who definitely takes that job away from the other guy. Uh, Travis Kelsey always in play, uh, especially in this matchup. He's got a Riley, safety Riley, um, guarding him. Yeah, have fun with that one. Uh, we do have to consider Derek Carr on the other side. As much of a bag of dicks as he is, really, as a quarterback overall, um, we we have to put consideration in it. Just for the plain, simple fact, if they're going to try and win this game whatsoever, Derek Carr has to be at his top at his top level. So, uh, he's in play. Got a lot of Jacobs talk this week on whether or not to play him or fade him. I'm on the fence. I get it that they're going to have to try and keep this game close and Jacobs would be the guy that they would want to use. But, if they get way behind, this is going to be the Jalen Richard game. And that might be the guy that you really want to utilize in GPP. And for right now, as far as what I can think, I don't know if I can use Josh Jacobs in cash either. I get it. He's got a great price. Um, you know, especially on DK and fantasy drafts, he's the 31st highest uh, running back. It probably is a better spot than Adrian Peterson. But I'm still getting a whole, a lot more savings out of Adrian Peterson than they am out of Josh Jacobs. And that's why I might consider Peterson in cash and then Jacobs in GPP. But uh, we're going to have to take a look at that. Um, Tyrell Williams is definitely in play. Uh, I don't care. Ward is... I don't like Ward. Ward doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't scare me at all. With Tyrell, 
Um, J.J. Nelson is out. We brought in Ryan Grant. Uh, he'll be on... Oh, my screen is running. Uh, he'll have Kyle Fuller. Not Kyle Fuller. It's a different Fuller. But he'll have Fuller on him. Redfro will have Breland on him. Um, neither one is really all that, that great. Um, I have some interest in Darren Waller. His price is coming up. But I have some interest. Especially if it's their car. See, there's people that can't buy into Darian Waller or don't want to don't want to use him um, based on ownership. And the thing of it is, is like when you really think about it, in that game, there's two guys that he, that car is going to have to rely on. And that's Tyro Williams, Darren Waller, <clears throat> for the most part. If you don't want to buy into the running backs in, or don't want to mess with the situation, hey, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't blame you whatsoever. So, um, you'll see it on the charts that, uh, you know, there's a couple different options and stuff that you can use in there if you want to try and get sneaky, but I'm not just not going to recommend them. It's just not me. Uh, other late game, you have Chicago, uh, two and a half point favorite, which I do not get in Denver, uh, 40 and a half over under. I have no interest in any fucking part of this whatsoever outside of maybe the defenses. And I'm talking like both defenses. Um, Chicago is really, really cheap on FanDuel. And that's why I am inserting that. Um, but I am on the Denver Broncos. I think Denver Broncos really bounce back, and you're getting a good price savings on um, on DK for them. They are 2700 They're the 18th highest priced uh, defense. So definitely an option. Uh, last late game. Last late game we got. We got New Orleans at the Rams. Rams are minus two favorite. 52 over under. Um, and it, this 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 game should shoot out. I'm not a hundred percent sold. I know there's been some talk about New Orleans Saints defense, and I'm not hating on it. If you want to get off the Rams chalk, but first things first. Alvin Kamara would be my number one option for cash running back. I do not I do not like to play Drew Brees on the road. Just for whatever reason, he is not nearly as good as what he is when he's in the dome. Uh, could be comfortability, something like that whatsoever. Something like that. Um but we do have, I think a lot of people are going to stay away from this. I don't know. It Maybe people will play this just out of the fact that 
it's a high total game. They're trying to get away from the Kansas City. Um, but we have Michael Thomas up against Marcus Peters. And everybody knows, everybody by now should know my thoughts on Marcus Peters. He sucks. But Michael Thomas plays on the left side of Drew Brees. That's, that's Peter's side. Ginn plays on the right side. That's the Tlaib side. And they and Peters and Tlaib stay on their sides. They don't stray very much. So that's going to put Michael Thomas in play. Whether or not... I don't know. You don't need... Let me put it this way. You don't need him for cash. You can use him in GPP. Um, but I... I probably would stay away from him in cash uh, just because I'd rather pay up for my running backs uh, this week. So, Saints defense. Ah, they are so cheap. They are really, really cheap. cheap and you're going to have Jared Goff. No. I'm thinking I'm thinking that I do like Goff this week. They're back home. Could be in their own friendly confines. Even though, you know, the Coliseum is not that great of a place. But, um, I think they get back to business here. Not going to touch Gurley. Although I will say I like his price. I'm not going to touch Malcolm Brown. Because he's not going to get two touchdowns. And I think people are going to chase that. He is cheap. I'm not going to chase what would I do? Go with wide receivers. And, and, we have to make a choice. Brandon Cooks, Woods, and Cup going against Lattimore, Apple, and PJ Really need to make this choice. I do like Brandon Cooks at home. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to insert all three. And I'm going to come up. And I'm going to take one of them out. I'll figure that one out. Woods is probably the guy I'm going to pivot off of. Um, I think people will try to stay away from Lattimore. Um, just solely on the name itself. They should also probably see the points uh, scored on each on each site, and they're probably going to drift towards Woods. But I think I kind of like I think I kind of like Cup out of the slot against PJ Williams. Uh, definitely the best the best matchup. Um, Cooks has a bit more upside than Robert Woods. Robert Woods would be out of your... 
Sorry about that. Um, now I lost my train of thought. So yeah, I'll make a decision on who I like in that game. Uh, moving on to the last game of the night, which would be the Philadelphia Atlanta game. Philadelphia is favored by a point and a half, uh, 52 and a half over under. I like both sides of the ball here. Um, so I do like Carson Wentz. both Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. I like the Ryan side a little bit more. Um, I think Philly's going to get ahead in this game. But if you so choose to go Carson Wentz, Using Miles Sanders this week. Jordan Howard got more points, of course, but um, there's a lot of love for Miles Sanders. I don't know. I don't think I'm completely sold on it. But I get it. He's the rookie. Everybody wants to use the rookie. I'm going to put him in there. I just don't know if I'm sold on it. I'll get it figured out, though, for everybody. I'll get it figured out. Next thing, as far as Atlanta's concerned, I'm staying away from Freeman for right now. So let's move on to the wide receivers. Philly side. Atlanta's going to look like a better defense uh, from the passing. I, put, I mean, they were getting blown out by Minnesota, so Minnesota didn't have to throw. Now you're going to have choice between Jeffrey, Jackson, or Aguilar. Everybody's going to go to Deshaun Jackson. Like both, of them. both of them are actually in good spots because you get Jeffrey against Oliver and then he'll have Jackson against Trufant. So they're actually both kind of in play. But I think if you're playing the slate with on Yahoo or Fancy Draft, probably are looking at Jeffrey a little bit more. Because you're going to want to get off that Deshaun Jackson chocolate. That might be just... That might be just a showdown slate type of play. Deshaun might be a little bit more in play on a full Sunday slate. Because you're going to try and capture that upside. And with the late night game, a lot of people will forget about it. So you're still going to get Jackson probably a lower ownership. 
It's just whether or not you want to run that. He's, they're very comparable in price, so you're not really saving anything going one way or the other. Uh, but Carson did show that he liked uh, Alshon. Hit him for a couple of TDs there. Um, on the Atlanta side, Julio Jones, for whatever reason, loves playing Philly. Everybody knows it. And nobody can stop it. So definitely on a full Sunday slate, you're probably looking at inserting Julio Jones. And I do like the matchup for Ridley. It should be against Maddox. What I said before is terrible. So Ridley is in play. Definitely if you're doing a full game stack, you go Jones and Ridley. Um, Sunday night, no, Monday night game. This game will be the more popular of the two. If we want to take a look at the Monday night game here real quick, Cleveland's favored by six and a half against the New York Jets in New York, 44 over under. Uh, everybody's probably going to go towards Baker Mayfield. The offensive line is better in the passing game than it is during the for the rushing game. A little bit disadvantage when they're in the run game here. So everybody will probably look at the Baker Mayfield Odell Beckham connection there. Jarvis Landry actually has a really good matchup against Brian Poole. Uh, David and Joku has some a little bit of upside here. Against uh, Darrell Adams. But I don't Cleveland defense is probably going to be the chalky defense considering the fact that uh, you have Trevor Simeon on the other side starting for Sam Darnold. You came out with Mono. Uh, Le'Veon Bell should play in here. He'll probably be the highest owned running back outside of Miles Sanders on that slate. Uh, definitely Ty Montgomery will be if Bell just so happens to not be playing. Uh, wide receivers for the Jets. You got Robbie Anderson. And then matchup against Denzel Ward. Demarius Thompson is questionable. He might not play. Uh, but you'll still have uh, Crowder in the slot. 
should be should still get some targets that's there. But then you have Josh Bellamy on the outside um, filling in for Thomas. Should he not be able to go? Uh, tight end, you're going to have Brian Griffin. Just forget about it. So really, if you want to, if if you want to kind of get off of everything, somebody use the Cleveland. Use Jets defense against Cleveland and just hope that they kind of tank it out again. Um, otherwise, you're going to have to you're going to have to fade either the Philly or the Atlanta side, which I don't think I'm willing to do this week. I mean, if anything, you're going to use Philly. You're going to use Philly defense against Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's going to be the higher owned quarterback. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of some thoughts in it, but I think that's just about it, considering the fact that it just about went on for about an hour and a half, so I'll leave you guys there, uh, get this all broken down, and uh, reevaluate it today, and then hopefully have it out late, at, at the very latest, I'll have it out late tonight, so then you, when you wake up in the morning, it'll be all ready to go. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you later.